0: The following audio content is a talk given at The Inn, a college ministry of University Presbyterian Church in Seattle, Washington. For more information, please visit our website, theinnseattle.org. We invite you to join us each Tuesday at 9 p.m. on the corner of 16th and 47th in Seattle's U District. My name is Brooke, and I get the honor of introducing Kelly, who is speaking to you tonight. So many of you... Yeah, give it up! Woo! Many many of you have gotten to know Kelly, and if you haven't, you should get to know this Kelly girl and her sass, but if you have spent any amount of time with Kelly, you would know how contagious her energy is. Within a matter of moments, you'll be laughing, joking, maybe a little competition, but if anything, starting a movement. If you haven't heard of Jersey Thursday at UW, she started it, so you can look it up after the end, but... Being with Kelly, she's just passionate, she has a ton of energy, and it catches on you. And another thing I've just learned about Kelly, spending time with her, is she is one of the most genuine people I've ever gotten to know. I feel like when I'm with her, it's just like, she's just tuned in. She doesn't get distracted, she doesn't look away. And so I've noticed that about her, and just honestly, how genuinely care, she cares for this community. She cares that all of you guys would know Jesus deeper that everyone would feel welcomed by him. And that is just fluid throughout the way that she does ministry. And that something I appreciate about Kelly is how she challenges me. She brings up different points of view, and she is constantly doing that. And so I know that as she's prepared for this, she's been genuine in how she has sought out Jesus and prepared for this time with you guys. So I hope that all of you walk away encouraged from what the Lord has put on Kelly's heart to share. So... Without any further ado, give it up for Kelly. Thanks, Brooke.
1: Wow, I guess I don't really need to talk anymore because Brooke just just gave a great speech. Thanks, Brooke, for that super sweet introduction. Like she said, my name's Kelly. I'm an intern here at UMIN and and a few things about me that you should know. One is that I'm from, was born and raised in San Diego, California. And I take a ton of pride in being from California and from America's finest city. Um, that's right. Seattle does not have that title. Um, I might have burned a few bridges there. Oops. Um, I went up and studied psychology at the University of California, Irvine. And if you have, if you do not know the anteaters at Irvine, that, are the mascot. We are the anteaters. Our battle cry is Zot. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through a little exercise. You guys throw your dubs up and you might give a little hoo hoo or rough rough. Um, but <laughs> how ferocious is a Zot? So I'll walk you through how to do an anteater. You're going to throw your hand up like this. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bit nervous up there and this will make me feel right at home if you guys do this with me. Okay. So. Show a little California pride, and, and you're gonna throw up your hands with me like this. You see, you make your anteater snout a zot <laughs> snout. Woo! Um, and on the count of three, can you guys give me a zot? Yeah? Okay, ready? One, two, three! Zot! Sweet. Thanks for making me feel so at home right there. Um, see, when I do tell people I'm from California, and a lot of friends from out of town. One of the main questions I get is, hey, Kelly, do you just spend, like, all your time surfing or all your time at the beach? And the answer is actually no, um, that there's other aspects to life, but <laughs> there's chances are that you might hear me use some California lingo. Hannah likes to tell me I have an accent, and I actually don't believe that, but <laughs> I thought that I could give you a crash course into this California lingo. You might hear any given day walking down the boardwalk or the beach but the park is still flooded so you'll see kids out yeah. there again some of those church. kids today we'll will be be like, oh, just <laughs> like, dude you get the best
0: barrels ever dude just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them and you just drop in and just smack the lip whoop, drop down snap, ah, and then after that you just drop in just ride the barrel and get pitted
1: so pitted like that well, actually, you know what? I take. <laughs> so they're actually trying to surf these flood waters there. And the truth is, I could talk about California all day, how much I love it, but that's not the reason I'm here. Okay? I'm here to talk to you guys today about gifts. And you see, I love gifts. I absolutely love thinking about the right gift to give a person and thinking about what they'll like and then and then wrapping it and giving it to them and watching their face light up when they open it. But if I were to be honest with you, I would say that I also really love receiving gifts. <laughs> I really love receiving something that I wanted or that a person thought so deeply about. And And see, it turns out that Christmas is actually a pretty big deal in my family. And here's a picture of my family up here. And I love them so, so much. And, and we love to give gifts on Christmas. And this Christmas, I was opening gifts and, and I get to this one and I, I notice that my dad's face starts to light up a little bit more, that he starts to smile just a little bit bigger. And so I get excited because I'm thinking that this must be a really good gift that my dad has given me. And I, and I'm thinking that so I start opening it faster, and, and he tells me, Kelly, be careful, it's fragile. So then I must think it's really expensive, right? So I, so I slow down, and, and I'm opening it, and I'm excited. And I finally open the package, and this is what was inside. <laughs> so if you can't tell, that's a limited edition, one-of-a-kind, Christmas-themed Kelly bobblehead. The resemblance is kind of striking, right? Uh, And so I tell this story because I wasn't expecting this gift. And I never knew how much I wanted a bobblehead of myself, but it was cool (laughs) to have this. And I think my parents actually still have these bobbleheads sitting on, on our mantle all year, Christmas all year round. But And I and I tell you that because today we're gonna dive into this idea of spiritual gifts. And and like these physical gifts that we get that aren't always what we expect. I think I think that's a similar idea in spiritual gifts. And if you've been with us the last couple weeks, we've been going through this series on Romans 12. And last week, church covered the topic of humility. And that humility is this not this idea of thinking lowly of ourselves, but rather. It's this idea of thinking too much about ourselves. And if that is humility, then pride is thinking too much about ourselves. And, and Church left us with this quote by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., which says, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? So I want to ask you guys, what are you doing for others? And, and this ushers us right into our, our discussion on gifts and this idea of how are we using our gifts to serve one another. Today, that takes us right to Romans twelve four through 8. <clears throat> and it says, if I can find it, um, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So what, right? So what does this mean for me or for you? Because Paul is so practical in in these seven gifts that he lists. and, And if you're anything like me, you might look at this list and, and try to figure out where you fit in. I love seeing where I fit into things. And so you might look and you might say, and I say, well, maybe I'm generous or, or maybe I am I can teach or, or maybe I'm a little bit kind. And, and so I spend my time trying to fit in to something. And, and I think the truth is, is that everyone in this room has gifts. Whether you believe it or not, and whether you're a Christian or not, you have been gifted with things. In Psalm 139 it says that God knit us together and that he made us wonderfully complex and and I just think that's so amazing because we were thought about and and all those passions and those desires that are within you those are known and those were put in you for a purpose and as members and then as members of the body of Christ, Paul tells us to use these things and and then participate in the body of Christ by using our gifts. And so what are our gifts, and how do we discover them? Well, this process of self-discovery can be a little bit messy. And you see, I always had this desire to be in a band. I thought it would be so cool to maybe take a mic and sing or, or jam out on a guitar solo. <laughs> and But I was never really good at anything musically related. But I thought I was just kind of waiting for my big break, for someone to see something in me that they thought was good enough. And I was, at UC Irvine, I was involved with Young Life College. And we met on Tuesday nights. And-, and, one time I was there setting up before. And, and my friend comes up to me and, and he says, Hey Kelly, we need you. And I- we need you to play in the band. We- we're missing a part. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. This is my chance to shine. Right? He, he, maybe they heard me singing and, and I was worshiping and they, they're like, She just has a great voice. She needs to be on stage tonight. <laughs> and this is what I thought. I was going to be the star. And so he tells me, and I'm like, I'll do anything. What is it? And, and he tells me, Well, you see, we really need you to play this. I don't know if you guys know what this is, or I don't even really know the musically correct term for this, but I like to call it an egg. (laughs) And so I'm a little bit disappointed, just a little bit, because this isn't what I was exactly expecting. In fact, I had to stand in the back where no one could really see me. (laughs) And so he walks me through how to, like, shake it, and... And he's like, you just got to stay with the beat. It's really easy. So I'm like, okay, I'll take it. I'll play the egg because it's a, it's a step in the right direction, right? I'll get there one day. I'll, I'll be a lead singer one day. But it starts with playing the egg. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm up there, Right? And we're singing and everyone's having a good time. And I realized that I am the absolute worst egg player you have ever seen. In fact, I don't even know if I can keep a beat, right? I don't even know how this thing works. And I'm, I'm standing up there and, and I can't leave, right? But I'm up there and, and I'm trying to get better. And I'm like, with everything I have in me, I want to be good at playing this egg. But I don't. And and so after I think maybe it's just a beginner's problem, you know, everyone struggles their first time playing the egg. <laughs> and and so and so I talked to my friend after and we're chatting and and I'm like, "So when's my next chance? When do I get to play the egg again?" And it, and he turns to me and he, he says, "You know what, Kelly? It's just not going to work out." <laughs> <laughs> and I was so mad because I wanted to be good at this. And I wanted my chance to be the star. And this was a bummer because not only did I fail, and I failed in front of other people, and I, I might be the only person who's never been invited back to play the egg again.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, but the <laughs> but I was also mad because my gifts weren't expect what I expected them to be. See, at this time I was a freshman in college, and I lived 18 years with this idea that maybe, just maybe, I was musically talented. And my gift wasn't what I wanted. And so when Paul lists these seven gifts and he says they're all equal. Sure, I know that, but, but sometimes I don't feel that way because playing the egg isn't the same as leading the song or singing. And, and so I don't always feel that my gifts are valuable or that I bring anything to the table. In fact, I'm likely to nod my head in agreement And I'm likely to look to the person to my right and my left and say, hey, you guys, your gifts are equal. But as soon as I walk out of those doors back into my sorority or my fraternity or, or the place where I live or my dorm, and I see someone else bringing this awesome thing to the table, and I notice that everyone really likes them and they're really loved. And so I start to think, instead of how can I use my gifts I'm thinking how can I be like them because they're loved and they're liked and I truly believe that who they are is better than who I am and what they're doing is more celebrated than what I'm doing and so instead of thinking how can I become more of who God created me to be I want to be I want to Do these things that other people are doing. Because I need you to level. I need us to level for a moment. And I need us to be honest. Because I think the majority of us us in this room understand this belief that that what we really want in life is to know that someone, just someone loves us. And that they like us and they want to be around us because it makes us feel like we're worth something. Does anyone else feel that way, or is it just me? (laughs) Getting a lot of blank stares. Maybe it's just me. And so I know what Paul says, that these gifts are equal and that they're all part of the body of Christ up here in my head. But I don't feel it in my heart. And it turns out that, from the head to the heart, is pretty long and a pretty hard journey. But it starts with the fact that we have to stop being so consumed with ourselves and thinking about ourselves too much because we might miss what God is trying to do in and through us. And this idea of gifts came full circle to me as a freshman in college. Like I said, I was involved with Young Life and and I was sitting here on a Tuesday night, and I was perfectly content with just showing up. In fact, I was adjusting to the college life, and I was making friends, and and I was comfortable consuming. And, and I liked it. I was having fun. But you see, I had a friend after, and her name's Rachel. She's actually here in the back tonight, so it's kind of weird how things come full circle. But... um. And we're just chatting, right? I'm in a group of friends, and we're talking, and we're laughing. And and she turns to me, and she says, hey, Kelly, I think you have some really great leadership qualities. And I think you'd make a great young life leader. And I didn't know what that meant, really. And Rachel went on to list some specific things, and to be honest, I don't remember what she said. But I'll never forget that first sentence, that, hey, Kelly... I think that you have something to offer the world. And, and so I started taking steps and I became this leader and, and you see, I learned something about myself. I, I started going onto the high school campuses and, and I would, and I learned that I loved to look for the, the students who were alone. That these girls who had no one around them, that I loved to talk to them. And I loved to go up and introduce myself, and sometimes it was really awkward. Probably most of the time. <laughs> but but that I loved just getting to know them. And then sometimes they would agree to grab coffee or lunch with me, and, and I'd get to sit, and, and we'd start this relationship. And then down the road, eventually, they might let me into a little bit of the hurt and the brokenness inside them. And you guys, this lit a fire in my soul, and I loved it. I thrived off of this. Because for so long, I didn't have anyone who listened to me. Or I didn't believe, actually, that anyone wanted to listen to me. In fact, I believe that, that the Kelly I, I, I showed them this fun and this outgoing person who, who liked to have a good time, that that's what they always wanted. And that no one wanted to see this deep and dark hurt that was inside of me, that was consuming me, because then they wouldn't like me. I would become too much of a burden. And so, so I found out that from that, this, This idea that I wanted to listen to other people, that I wanted them to never have to feel the way that I did. And that was what I loved doing. And so like in a healthy and fully functioning body, Paul says that all our gifts are needed. But the truth is that I don't think God is concerned about what we do for him. He has freely given us these gifts and Paul uses that in his grace he has given these gifts and that means that we didn't deserve them but we still got them. But the choice is still in, in my mind in your, your hands to, on whether or not we're going to use them. And I'm so thankful that I had Rachel in my life to affirm some gifts and callings that she saw in me. Because had I not had her or other people in my life I'm not sure where I would be because that that conversation changed the trajectory of my life in fact it's likely the reason that I chose to apply for this internship and that I chose to move to Seattle and that I chose to continue this journey of, of figuring out what I'm gifted in and it, if you don't have those people in your life my encouragement is that you need to find them Earlier, you heard some announcements, and, and over here, we have tables. And the reason for those tables is is not because they're fun things to do, though they are. But it's so that it's a way that you enter into relationship with others. That, And I'm not talking about just these friendships, but that this is real and raw and vulnerable stuff. And, and that you have others around you who can tell you, hey, you're worth it. Hey, you bring something needed to the table. And and so I encourage you to think about then you have these people and and then I encourage you to think about what lights a fire inside of you? What really gets you going? Because that's what's important. And I'm honored to be up here and speak. And I, I really do take it as an honor. And I spent time preparing, but, but I'll be honest, preparing something that I believed of, was of worth, that I believed was of value, was extremely difficult. And I thought many times, and I tried to look to other people, and I just thought that maybe if I was like Ryan Church, maybe then I could bring something valuable to the table. And I think God had to stop me, and that He's, He had to remind me yesterday, in fact, that, hey, of this idea, I've created uni- you uniquely and individually. And, and so maybe this doesn't exactly fire me up, though I'm thankful for the opportunity, but what does is listening to people and sitting with them in the times of hurt and celebrate with them in the times of, of joy. And so I'd love to get the chance to maybe meet with one of you or if you need someone like that in your life, then then we have a staffer that would love to meet with you. But I encourage you, we had students who went to the Martin Luther King Jr. breakfast last week. And so maybe it's racial reconciliation. Maybe the idea of bringing this person together and this person together and that unity, that's what fires you up. Or maybe you're majoring in bio right now and and you're on the fast track to med school and that what fires you up is finding these um, cures for these illnesses. Or maybe you love to give hugs. And maybe there are so many people in this world that just need to know that they're loved through a hug. And so maybe that fires you up. And that's a good thing. And I think we need people like that. And it's one of the reasons that we have this big student leadership team here at the end. We have about 80 student leaders and 11 student leader teams. And it's because we believe in this idea that you are uniquely gifted. And that we want to provide a space where you can use those gifts. And and so maybe it's greeting people and writing name tags. Or maybe it's up here doing announcements. But, but that we believe in, in you guys. And you see, our gifts are not often these shows of spectacular love where everyone's watching and people are ready to clap their hands. They don't often show up like that, but they show up in, the, in these small steps that we take and that we choose hour by hour and minute by minute. You see, our, our society and culture tempts us to believe that there's one path, to ultimate success. You have your six-figure income, your four-bedroom house, your two-and-a-half kids, and you're set. You are good to go for the rest of your life, and you should feel successful, and you should feel fulfilled. But I don't think it always works like that. And see, I want success for you. I really do. I want us to be successful. But I don't think that success necessarily comes in that but that maybe it comes in the sense of that we get the chance to give our life away and that we get a chance to serve others. And so I would ask you, and I would ask myself, where am I giving myself away? Or where am I choosing to serve others and take a step and figure out what I'm good at? And for me, it wasn't music and And it wasn't these other things along the way I learned what I wasn't good at. And that was okay, because had I not failed, I would have never known. But because, because I was willing to fail, and trust me, there was a lot of times, because of that willingness that I found out something that I really love to do, and I get to do it right now. And so it's so easy to look around and to believe that what you bring to the table is not as valuable as what the next person brings to the table. But I want you to believe that you've been uniquely gifted. And it was so hard for me always to believe that. But I'm so thankful to have had people speak into my life and remind me wherever I get it. Because the truth is that we are so much better in community. And so I hope that you find a place where you can grow in your awareness of your unique gifting. I hope that you know you're valuable. If you guys would pray with me. God, I thank you so much that you've gifted us us all uniquely and individually. And I thank you that that's how much you love us, that you would give us this thing. God, and so I pray that as we walk out of this room and and that we encounter hard things and that we encountered a place where people feel like they're not loved or not celebrated, God, that you would provide a space where they could feel that, God, that, that you would provide a space where we all feel like we're listened to and like we're worth it. I thank you for loving us, Father, And I thank you for the chance to gather in a space like this on a Tuesday night. In Jesus' name, amen.